Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad, no one will film it. These brave podcasters will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads with Sean McBee, Jeff Lewis, and Joshua Baker. Hey everybody, welcome to part fucking ten. Ten. Oh, Lord of the Rings by John Borman. X. Ten. Holy crap. Episode X, yeah. Now we've got about 30 pages left to this script, and I was telling the guys off air, um, me and my old time radio lingo, uh, that if we get 11 episodes out of this script and can finish it there, that means... We have one episode for every member of the Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, man. Does that include Hobbit's dick? I mean... <laughs> you know how Hobbits are. That's why her name's Galadriel. Yeah. She's glad to get the rail. He's, he left, and now she's Sadriel. I'm glad <laughs> that you totally went with that. <laughs> He's really taking to this yes and bit. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, now I got a picture of Hobbit dicks. Got to? It's well, part I of the job. That's how I get to bed at night. <laughs> One, two. <laughs> Mr. Frodo. Previously on Table Reads. <laughs> At the beginning of the last episode, I wasted a bunch of breath catching you up on what was going on with Frodo and Sam, only to never once mention them because the entire previous episode was the Battle of the Pelennor Fields. In which, King Theoden gets himself jousted to death. I turn on our camera. Sorry, I forgot about that. In which King Theoden gets himself jousted to death. Denethor lies down next to him and mocks him in his death throes. <laughs> Horses asses are used as offensive weaponry. Eowyn dies and Mary strips her corpse naked, which is still not as weird as a bunch of soldiers successfully disguising themselves as a 300-foot-long snake. Somehow. But the good guys win! Hooray! Meanwhile, two episodes ago, Sam had taken up the burden of the ring bearer because he thought Frodo dead after their encounter with Shelob, the larger-than-average spider. But once some orcs bleed into Frodo's mouth, he is revealed to be alive, and now both hobbits are at the mercy of their captors. Fade in. Interior, the tower. Wait, they don't know what we're reading. Thank you. This is important to me now. Interior, (laughs) the tower, day gloom. I'm going to read it like it's a French word from now on. De gloom. De gloom. De gloom. De gloom. The tower. De gloom. Search parties are ransacking the tower. Sam awakes under the shields to see orc feet trampling all around him. They turn over shields and throw them to one side. Sam takes the ring again and prepares to put it on. Holy shit. Josh pulled his mic stand straight out of the table. Noisily. That was an accident. <laughs> oh, was it? It only goes up so far. 
I'm too tall for this I, mic the, stand. Oh, I'm gonna stand up. You stand up. I'm standing up. Sean, stand up. I know he wants to sit down. Everybody's heads in the shot. Awesome. Kinda, not really. <laughs> Only if you did the work beforehand. Sam takes the ring again and prepares to put it on. A shield is dislodged, and Sam is revealed, pointing the ring at the orc standing above him. How do you point a ring? Point it. <laughs> Look at it! Look at this ring! The orc convulses and lashes out his arms, accidentally hitting a companion in the face. A fight starts, vicious and noisy. Others join in or try to separate the protagonists. Who's the protagonist in a fight amongst orcs? <laughs> the one who was wronged. The one who wasn't fooled by the snake. <laughs> I don't see no snake. I knew it was people. Not people all along. <laughs> Sam, dumb takes, orcs. <laughs> Sam takes advantage of the distraction. He crawls away between the legs of a fighting orc. He makes for the ramp and, keeping in the shadows, creeps up it. All around and below, he can see orcs searching, violently tearing at sacks, smashing open anything that might conceal a hobbit. Further up the spiraling ramp, Sam notices a lot of activity in one archway. Important-looking orcs, they have ties. This <laughs> is with business They're shit. muttering to each other. Like, oh, this report, I can't believe. Oh, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. The T-37 report. <laughs> you get the P&Ls together. Important-looking orcs come and go, and a security guard... And a sentry guards it. Excuse me. <laughs> security, security guard. guard. Move along, guys. <laughs> He's the bodyguard for the, the important orcs. You're violating the fire code. Keep moving. I mean, <laughs> just look at the script. It's a little hard oh, to it's, read. No, it's absolutely easy to read, as they can see. It's pretty easy right here. I hate you both. <laughs> and a sentry guards it. From the shadows, he looks around, not knowing how to get to it without being seen. He glances distastefully at the ring and shakes his head. Just then, two orcs come hurrying up the ramp, carrying armor for a great troll orc. As they pass, Sam jumps under the armor and runs along concealed beneath it. Like a cartoon. As he goes up, then then he's going to hide behind the painting and peek out through the eyes. <laughs> As he goes up, Sam sees a figure, cloaked and hooded, who is walking urgently down the ramp towards the important arch. The important arch? I like how they... How do they... <laughs> How do they denote that? Like, how do you show the important arch? At least you didn't get this arch. <laughs> Two or I think that's the, where the orcs with the ties are. The important looking orcs go. Oh, the bougie orcs. The bougie orcs. What do you mean you don't have the new iPhone? That's all he says to him. <laughs> gotta get those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> Two orcs follow him, one carrying the helmet which belonged to the slain Nazgul. <laughs> the horse brought it! The horse it. made it back! <laughs> oh, the horse gave me this helmet! <laughs> In Sam's eyes, the figure is unmistakably Gandalf. What? Sam. Gandalf! The figure I mean, stands Gandalf. in front of the important arch. The guard is unlocking the door, elated. Sam walks out from beneath the shield and up to the figure. Sam's face falls when he catches a glimpse of his face. 
he realizes he is standing in the midst of orcs, he falls to the ground. One of the orcs carrying the armor suddenly sees Sam just in front of him. He blinks in disbelief. He looks again and Sam is gone. Sam is on the floor at the feet of the white-cloaked figure. He has no resort but to scuttle under the cloak. The door is flung open. The figure enters. Hold on. Did Sam just crawl up a cloak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so he's just between Saruman's legs. Legs, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, getting, like he's still getting yeah, smacked yeah. in the forehead with every step. Yes. Cause you know Saruman got a big old dick. I've heard. Only thing I know about his books. Not the only tower in this tower. Ooh. Oh, they do call him Saruman the White, though, so maybe not. Yeah, but it was played by um Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, yeah. Who the, has got to have the biggest dick in, in the history of humanity. Have you have listened it. to any of his metal albums? No. It's just fucking good. It's really good. If you're into, like, theatrical metal and shit. Christopher Lee was such a fucking badass. I can't tell if you're joking. I'm not. Oh. He's not. It's really good. It's uh, good. Okay. Dude, like, fucking listen to it. You get on your bite. Listen to fucking Christopher Lee, like, yell at you and shit. It's fucking good. <laughs> He was like 80 years old yeah, making like up. heavy metal. Fucking speed metal. He's just like, it's fucking good. <laughs> and I didn't learn about it, I think, until he died. I think like he died and people were like, and also he made metal. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> the first post-mortem metal guy. <laughs> What's more metal than releasing all of your albums when After you die? After you die, right? Or you die. Well, I think it was just in one of the, like, in memoriams. Like, oh, great actor, played Van Helsing, played Dracula, played Sauron. And most Saruman. importantly, Dooku. Dooku. <laughs> I uh, was Dooku. Emphasis on do. Dooku. He brought some class to the role. Come on. Get that lazy-wristed lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, my arthritis, George. <laughs> <laughs> I want a lightsaber with the same bend as my dick. And I want to ride a badass motorcycle. <laughs> no. Are you filming all my scenes first, George? <laughs> <laughs> no reason. Interior. Torture chamber. De gloom. The figure walks into the chamber. It is windowless and rigged with torture devices. Sam crawls out from beneath the trailing cloak and squeezes himself into a corner. He sees Frodo... Yes? Interior torture chamber. Day gloom. I'm like, how would we know? Oh, maybe you just see some outside shots. In a windowless rigged torture... (laughs) There's literally no reason we should know what the fucking setting is outside. Just remember it's gloomy outside. (laughs) Maybe someone is going to say that. <laughs> yeah, he just walks in. Sure is gloomy for a daytime. <laughs> <laughs> what a gloomy day. <laughs> oh, well, get to torturing. <laughs> you know what cheers me up on a gloomy day? Torture. Which it is outside. <laughs> you may have noticed as the door closed behind me. Yes. Perhaps. <laughs> maybe. <a> quick shot. <laughs> Take loop. <laughs> Take loop. 
Deglum. That's the gold coins the pirates had, that's right? What it is. That's the what Spanish Deglums. Deglums. What was the point of that? <laughs> you guys are screaming in blood from a stone right now. Like, fuck you! <laughs> somebody, oh, got paid by, fuck? somebody got paid by the word for this shit. <laughs> he sees Frodo lying on a slab, naked. What is with all the Hobbit nudity in this shit? And you guys doubted that Mary was stripping Aomir naked? I did. He did. He, I don't think Jeff did. I've never doubted anything being naked. She was naked as hell. He's like, she's dead. Oh, woe is me. Let's see them titties. No, not right in the pussy. <laughs> 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 and then all the writers of Rohan are like, oh, oh my. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so while this is going on right now, what we're reading, Mary is fucking a dead he's girl. A, he's not. He's, he's, he's wearing a jester's cap. While crying. Pippin's wearing the jester's cap. Oh, my bad. I always mix those people she up. She also got jousted to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Frodo lying on a slab naked for some reason. An orc is flitting over his head. Wait. Fitting. An orc is fitting over his head the Nazgul's helmet. (laughs) You know what would be funny? If we put this helmet on this dead, naked hobbit. You're Randy now. (laughs) Randy the Nazgul. Randy. His name was Robert Paulson. New Randy. (laughs) Nazgul Ghoul. There are rusty clamps on it, and he slowly and with difficulty screws these down until they bite into Frodo's cheeks and forehead, holding his eyes wide open. It's a good thing the Nazgul have that clockwork orange mechanism built into their helmets. That's going to be handy for this torture. This is the worst helmet. That's why they were always screeching. (laughs) This is fucking dumb. Frodo moans and arches his back from the pain. Sam is horrified. He dares not stir. The figure is given Frodo's clothes by the other orc. He searches through them, but obviously does not find what he is looking for. Without a word, he leaves Frodo's clothes over his arm. An orc remains behind to guard Frodo. He bends over to examine Frodo's face. Using all his strength, he gives the clams an extra turn. <gasps> Exterior, Pelinor Fields, Digloom. The back of a great orc obstructs the view. An axe blade cleaves the orc asunder. The two halves splay open, revealing Gimli. An orc throws himself through the two halves of the cloven orc, but is shot dead by an arrow released by Legolas. Between Legolas and Gimli comes Aragorn, wielding the sword that was broken in either hand. Above him, on the great white banner, ripples the white tree of Elendil. Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli cut a path through the enemy. In front of them, Eomir appears, forcing his horse amongst and over the orcs, as if riding through wild eddies of water. Wild eddies. So when I said the good guys win, hooray, I guess I was a little preemptive. That's what, uh, I, I even asked them, did they win? Battle of Pel... Well, I thought, like, Snake, oh no, Snake is soldiers, we win! I thought it was that they're, fast. They're enemies, though. 
snake, no, snake the, is snake, was the snake is the Gondor soldiers. No, that's Gondor soldiers. Oh. You didn't catch that white tree part. Yeah. What's the white tree? Yeah. The white tree of Gondor. Yeah, that was on their shield or something. Oh. Yeah. I, th- I can't tell. There's so a lot, like, there's so a lot like, of mythos. Bad guy snake. Bad, right. that's, I mentioned it in the last episode where the orcs were like, oh, the big snake we didn't know we have. Yay. Oh, no, it's soldiers. Mm-hmm. And then they... So I thought it was like oh. big finale, right? Made snake more. soldiers, big finale, boom, battle one. Why'd they pretend to be a snake? I guess because orcs are fucking stupid. Yeah, but they fooled our heroes too. Well, like, yeah. Oh, we're gonna kill this, this monster. Is, this is also the same. We must guy. take a form that will that the orcs will welcome amongst their own ranks, so that we may then disperse and kill them from within. Giant spider. <laughs> <laughs> Larry can't get the hang of the mandibles. <laughs> ghost army! <laughs> we used to do the Where's the ghost spider? army? <laughs> That's true. There was no mention of ghosts. It may yet... Ha- oh, it's coming. In this paragraph, I see in all caps, Risen Dead. Oh, they shit. all form one big ghost. <laughs> it might have said Risen the Bread. I only looked quickly. Marshmallow yes, Man. Yes. It's just yeast. Gross. Aomir jumps from his horse, hands outstretched to embrace Aragorn who is followed by a strange army. They are a bizarre collection, dwarves wielding axes, tree-elf bowmen dressed in leaves and feathers, tall, lean rangers with two-handed swords, but most startling of all, the risen dead, dressed in bleached white clothing, their faces blanched, their hair silver. Beyond fear, they pitch themselves at the orcs, smiling radiantly. This guy's got a lot of, like, really contrary descriptions of people. <laughs> yeah. I don't think a ghost would smile and be like, ding! <laughs> oh, we're gonna kill you! Yeah, it's like, <sighs> yeah, I mean, Maybe he doesn't know what radiantly means. I like that no one's fucking freaking out. They're like, the holy ghost. shit! Yeah. Big snake! And there's this army of ghosts like, what the fuck? <laughs> it wasn't a snake at all. It was a ghost <laughs> army. Ghost. This, is, this is like a bad... How is this better? This is a bad movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. We thought it was a scary snake, but then it was a spooky ghost. <laughs> <laughs> spooky ghostman is back. Spooky ghostman and his army. <laughs> spooky ghostman has left Indiana Jones and come here. <laughs> <laughs> the tank is in this. It's the only thing we got out of <laughs> <laughs> the snake basically was the tank. That's true. That was like the best. Like the cr- tank was made of Nazis. Chris Pratt face I've ever seen from Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> Aragorn bends his knee before Eomir, who wears the crown of Rohan. You come none too soon, my friend. Much loss and sorrow has befallen us. Let us avenge all sorrow before we speak of it. To Minas Tirith. Aragorn rises up. Eomir turns his riders and the two groups march together toward the breach. Exterior, the walls. Day gloom. From the walls, the children and elders cheer wildly. Aragorn! Aragorn! The mighty ranger is to come! Why do they keep doing that? Like, do they like, all right, guys, this is what we're going to cheer when that guy shows up. Yeah, but aren't the children and elders fighting? So they're like stabbing, like, oh, yeah, right, go. <laughs> That'd be cool. Like she, she like pulls the baby off a titty, yeah. and, like, and the baby's like, yeah, right, 
That I want to see. That's awesome, right? I want to see Monty Python's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking beekeepers like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> The bees like form and like a into Aragorn. Yeah. <laughs> Aragorn. <laughs> I want a guy with like with a beehive on each hand and each foot, like floating <laughs> around on the bee. <laughs> the bees are carrying him. He's Iron Bee. Yeah, he's like Iron Bee in the fucking dusty Bees. There's a giant snake coming. The, the bee pulsar blast. <laughs> oh, bother. That's good. That's good. Fuck, that's good. I want a whole story about the fucking beaver game. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Exterior, the breach, dig gloom. Battle-weary but radiant, Aragorn enters the circle where lie the dying and the dead. Shut the what fuck the up, fuck Siri. What was that? That came through my headset. Now it's ruining my art. That was Siri. Damn so it, Siri. Normally she only fucks with Sean. Now I'm not in the right headspace. Go to commercial. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um... Hold on. Volume down. Uh, where the fuck were we? Um, uh, the breach, the gloom. Metal weary but radiant, Aragorn enters the circle where lie the dying and the dead. Eomir, Legolas, and Gimli follow him. Gandalf strides forward to welcome them. Disbelief and elation show on their faces at the sight of Gandalf. We meet Aragorn beneath the banner of your ancestors. Beyond all hope, you have returned to us in our need. They embrace each other, overwhelmed with emotion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we meet. I was hoping that was going to be... Pippin. I got one that's like real big swelling. Lay it on me, daddy-o. No, Lay that's not it either. Swelling. Oh, well, it's ruined. Fuck it. Swelling. They embrace each other, overwhelmed with emotion. Pippin comes up to them, still attired as a jester, his eyes swollen with tears. Hello, friends of the Fellowship. Our Gandalf. Remember how he fell into the bottomless pit and that great light came up? Well, all those fireworks he kept hidden in his cloak, they exploded. When we met him again, he was all frazzled. All of that is dumb. Is that what happens in the book? Was that why he... Like, no, negative. Oh, that's fucking good. He comes back to life. Like, that just kind of made all the stakes go away. What do you mean? He ain't got no fireworks no more. And he had to get a new cloak. That's why he got a white cloak. <laughs> My other one burned. Everybody laughs, but Gandalf is slightly taken aback. <laughs> oh, shit, he knows my secret. Oh, oh shit. Pippin takes Aragorn's hand and pulls him towards Merry. Legolas and Gimli take in the sight of the city of Minas Tirith. They seem a bit disappointed. Some good stonework here. Some good stonework there, but also some less than good. No trees, no gardens, no birds. Aragorn stands over Merry. He draws the two halves of his sword and thrusts them into the ground. With loving concern, he kneels beside Merry and takes him in his arms. The black shadow is upon him. Mary! Mary, wake up! Mary is still as death. Aragorn embraces Mary tightly and kisses him on his brow. He holds him for a long moment. Wake up, I say. It is Aragorn. Mary stirs. Pippin cries out joyfully. 
faint, delirious words come from Denethor. The hands of the healer are the hands of a king. At which Gandalf, who stands above them, breaks into song in a deep voice. From the ashes of fire shall be woken, a light from the shadows shall spring. Perfectly appropriate for this moment, Gandalf. Thank you. <laughs> I really liked your. I you liked it. <laughs> I was trying to do so much. That's pretty good. Mary stirs again. His eyelids open. It seems that he looks up at Aragorn. I'm hungry, Aragorn. How? There is no time for travelers' tales. Aragorn rises while Pippin helps Mary to his feet. The others are amazed and awed. Aragorn looks down at Denethor. Pippin. Oh, sorry. The Lord Denethor. He hasn't been himself lately. How the fuck do you know? He could always be like this. You just met him. We missed a scene where he actually put him in the outfit. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 still be theatrical. Just so he's like, he's not his normal self. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, my son like, is dying. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aragorn kneels by him and takes him in his arms. The others watch in tense silence. Far <laughs> off, the battle range, rages on. Lord Denethor, Boromir is my blood brother. Blood! <laughs> that's, that's so good! Fuck! That's way better! Aragorn goes to embrace him. Denethor has a dagger in his hand, unseen by all. He points his dagger at his own heart. Aragorn embraces him, and in doing so, his chest pushes the dagger into Denethor's breast. Aragorn rises and quickly pulls out the blade, but too late. Gandalf takes Denethor in his arms. He hugged him to death. His, he's like, oops. His despair was too strong, even for the power that now rises in you, Aragorn. I don't remember how he killed himself in the book. But I like how in the movie, what he did was, see, okay, he set himself on fire, and then he ran and jumped off a tower. Yeah. That's one of the things I do remember from the movies is that, that shot, right? Because he sets himself on fire and then runs out, and then the shot, like, pans back to show, like, there's still all this fucking shit going on down there. And there's this little political intrigue up top. Like, yeah. Like, it's showing, like... They're super serious in here, but also people are still dying by the hundreds. It's like, like it's like he flips a coin. Like, right. all right, heads, self-immolation, <laughs> tails, plummet to my death. And it just lands on its <laughs> side. It's stuck in a crack in the floor. <laughs> like, that, both. <laughs> Rod, the coin has spoken. <laughs> Drinks tiki oil, spits it on himself. <laughs> I saw these folks out there doing it. <laughs> If only I had a horse to spit it at. <laughs> Aragorn sees the lifeless body of Eowyn. He takes her in his arms. Gandalf rises trance-like and rips the banner of Elendil from its mast. Aragorn summons all his strength and grasps Eowyn's body tightly to his. The onlookers are deadly silent. Eowyn does not stir. Aragorn spreads out her arms and covers her with his body. He presses his palms on her palms, his legs on her. After a moment, she moans and her body writhes, trapped under Aragorn's great weight. 
Oh. <laughs> Wait, keep going. I want to I wanna see Oh, it. God. Oh, so this is like a Prince Charming thing, Stop right? the live stream. Prince Charming kisses Sleeping Beauty to wake her. But Aragorn... He just mushes her. He, he needs to, like, rape a bitch back to life. Take it, bitch. He didn't rape her. He just laid on top of her like she was a bed. And she's naked, remember? I know. She's a naked bed lady. This is how we heal. <laughs> she has hypothermia. The sword that was broken. Everyone knows when they're not breathing. Smarter them. <laughs> <laughs> Lay atop them so their lungs cannot expand. When he feels her stir, he rises, lifting her with him, enfolding her in his arms, pressing her mouth and body to his. Gandalf folds the banner as if performing a ritual. Aragorn releases her mouth and she sucks in a breath, gasping. He looks into her face, enraptured by her pale beauty. Aragorn whispers to her in a low voice, My breath I give you, Lady Ewan. My life I give you. By the ache of exile, I draw out your ache. By the long nights I have lain alone, I call you back to me. She stirs. Her eyes flutter open for a second, but she fades again. Aragorn grasps her and kisses her with passion and intensity. This is Sleeping Beauty-esque, yeah. Yeah. That's a good monologue, though. Gandalf dips the banner, now tightly folded, into the blood of Denethor. The blood soaks into the white cloth. He's just having fun. (laughs) <laughs> no, he's, just, he's actually just cleaning up like, He's, like, he's, he's like, tie-dyeing it You got that air going? Good, good, good You gotta tidy up Eowyn floats out of her deep coma And looks into Aragorn's sad, loving eyes Her face flushes with color As the grayness fades She smiles They look into each other's eyes With love Gandalf unfurls the banner with a sweeping gesture. On the white flag is a beautiful mandala in blood, radiating from the center of the white tree. This was written in 1970, so this motherfucker is like, he's going to tie-dye the flag with Denethor's blood. (laughs) Look at it! That is exactly what happened. I thought I was joking. New outfit. I don't like when I make a joke of something that I think would be utterly ridiculous, and the script then does that thing as if it is not ridiculous. I love it. Shonstradamus strikes again. Shonstradamus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after 100 episodes, you gotta be, you know... Yeah, you've read so many bad so scripts. So many bad scripts. Like. <laughs> oh, no, but this script surprises me constantly. Good, good, no, good, it, good. it does Keep not it surprise Sean Stradamus. No. <laughs> I'm about to say, it's not surprising you calling it. It's like you have a split personality, one person who knows exactly what's going to happen, and the next person's like, what the, the flag will be tie-dyed in the blood of the steward. <laughs> what the fuck, Sean Stradamus? And then it is, and he's like, <gasps> he's got like a bipolar disorder where one's a really bad script writer and then the other one's just amazed at how bad his script writing is. <laughs> dude that's a great movie yeah, yeah he's just shitty and then the other one's like this is awful one's a critic yeah one's a critic a professional and the other's critic. a writer Holy oh man that's a great idea that's a good one and he's made his career trashing the other one's career if you're not on Patreon you fucking need to be <laughs> let us make these things 
That's a really good idea. It's really uh, good idea. Fucking tie-dye. <laughs> fucking tie-dye. I made y'all some bitchin' ass clothes. <laughs> it is as though the bare tree had burst into blossom. Gandalf holds it above Aragorn and Eowyn as a canopy. The two embrace as the great banner billows about them. Gandalf calls out in exultation. The hands of the healer are the hands of the king. The king has returned to Gondor. So all you have Yay! to do to be a king is go to med school. That's it. <laughs> Wild cheers break Yay! out. From the walls, the children and the elders burst into a chant. Aragorn King! Eowyn Queen! Queen. Queen. We rehearsed this. Two kings. Above the chant, Gandalf can be heard, continuing his song in a deep, <laughs> resonant voice. God damn it. Yes, yeah, sing! From the ashes, a fire shall be woken. A light from the shadows shall spring. Pippin's exult excited voice is heard. It looked like an N. I keep hoping here. Pippin like knows the song. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> oh, this slaps. Yeah, yeah and he just starts breaking into song with him. Mm, the sword. Look, look. Renewed shall the king be that was broken. The crownless king again. Wait, the crown. Fuck. Do it again. Ah. Start over. Take two. Renewed shall the shall be blade that was broken. The crownless king again. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> you had it. No, I keep saying crownless king. Take three. Oh, take, three. take three. Take three. All right. <clears throat> Renewed shall be blade that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. Yay. 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 The two broken ends of Aragorn's sword are glowing with incandescence. The makeshift handle of one half is burning to ashes while the ground into which the other half is plunged is scorched and smoldering. All eyes turn upon it. Aragorn kneels by the sword. Eowyn, still weak but radiant, stands leaning against Mary. Aragorn lifts the two halves of the sword above his head, bringing the incandescent parts together, and immediately they fuse. He rises, holding the immense sword by its handle with his two hands, and swings it through the air. The wild cheering and jubilation augments. From the walls, a chorale rises up. Y'all have to sing it like I did. <laughs> Renewed shall be the sword that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. Aragorn king! Aragorn queen! Aragorn swings the mighty sword above his head ah! in great triumphal arcs. <laughs> then he turns as if struck by horror and despair. Where is Frodo? What a Frodo. I would think his horror and despair would be like, all right, I just gave this bitch mouth to mouth and now everyone's telling me I got to marry her. Singing <laughs> oh shit, I'm out. Fucking Gandalf back there with like a tie dye. He's like, Whoa, singing shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about Arwen? Yeah, like, yeah, right. We weren't done with the story. <laughs> now, I really have to reread the book because I remember when I watched the movie, I was like, wait a second. I thought he ended up with Eowyn. And then I looked it up and was like, I was wrong. I don't know where I got that idea. But now I'm thinking, wait, was I wrong? Because this seems like he's ending up with Eowyn, right? I guess. Nerds. Uh, Don't uh, yell at me. Uh, also, I will figure it out. I can't remember right now. Don't yell at me for not knowing who Aragorn ends up with. 
please. I like that. Also, Aragorn Kelly, is... don't listen to this. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she does. I like that Aragorn is just us. Everybody's like, yeah, we won. There's a new king. And Gandalf's like, hell yeah, new songs. Shit. And for, uh, fucking Aragorn's like, where's Frodo? Wait, where's the ring? Where's the ring? Yeah, that's Does anybody got the ring? That's kind of important. Yeah, where the fuck is Frodo? You know, the thing we're a fellowship of? Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. What's up, docs and docettes? Trevor Thompson, the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic here, and if you like old cartoons and watching online reviewers dissect them, then you probably said the same thing I did about two years ago. Hey, what the fuck? Mayor, watch your language, you bud. Every Saturday morning, I do a brand new commentary of a Warner Brothers short. All throughout the month, I do video essays examining the history of these cartoons. Catch my videos on youtube.com slash ferriswheelhouse2, or just use the hashtag Looney Tunes Critic. And now, here's Eric Bauza, the new voice of Bugs Bunny. <laughs> You've been listening to the Looney Tunes critic. He a stinker. Lights, camera, action. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, back to table reads. Can we all agree that that was all weird? Very, very weird. Every every bit of that was weird. The story about the coasters? I mean, I did lay on a chick one time and she woke up and it was kind of like that, but she wasn't dead. Yeah. I bet she wasn't happy either. No. No, she didn't, <laughs> kiss, was, she didn't kiss me passionately. I was just as surprised as Eric. Going but was there dance. an old man standing over you waving a tie-dye flag? Whoa! Making up his own song. song. <laughs> I feel like that memory would have been better had that been true. <laughs> I've known some guys like that, though. What? Like, Rapists? the creepy... <laughs> the creepy old guy hey, that would say rape... anything about rape, Jeff. It's not consent. <laughs> Consciousness is not consent. Lying naked dead on a battlefield is not consent. I don't think if you're dead, you can not consent. Like, you're dead. You also cannot consent. The Maybe lack of not will. consenting is not consent. Wait, is necrophilia is consent I think, necessary I th- for that? I think that's less less bad than like I mean if you're talking legally. I don't know about Is necrophilia it. illegal? Yes. Um Guys, look, I have something that re- really is going to put a, a cap on this whole conversation. Fade in. You fucking That guys. matched my trebuchet joke. <laughs> 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 Interior torture chamber day gloom <laughs> torture chamber Sam has climbed up on a stretching rack that is fixed to one wall he leaps down from it sting held out in front of him like a gull diving for a herring <laughs> when was the last time you saw a gull dive for a herring with a sword just now in my mind. The guard is turned facing Frodo and Sting drives down into his back. Sam lands with the sword between his legs and his feet on the ground on the guard's shoulders. The orc turns his head and looks up at Sam with an expression of surprise, then sinks down dead. Sam pulls out the blade and goes to Frodo, who is still in a swoon. He examines the helmet with distaste, and begins to unscrew the clamps, which are on the point of 
perforating the skin. The helmet comes loose, and he throws it to one side. <laughs> Frodo stirs. Sam strokes his forehead and calls to him. Master! Master Frodo, it's me! Frodo's eyes are still wide open. There is a distant, strained look about him. His skin is taut and translucent. He fixes Sam with a cold scrutiny that makes Sam shudder. Master, please, it's Sam. You remember? Sam Gamgee, the Shire, Mr. Bilbo, Mary, Pippin, Gandalf, Galadriel. The words, just saying everything that Frodo may ever have remembered. Right. <laughs> that ass. Uh, uh, grass, um, rocks, table, uh, radish, uh, the, 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 the fruit, the, the biscuit that tastes like whatever. Proud feet. Larger than normal spider. Dig, dig, dig. <laughs> Bill the pony who has not been in this movie at all. That's a character? Yeah. Yeah, they have a pony have named a Bill. Pony. He barely turns up in the... <laughs> Say that again. No, just give it to me one more time. <laughs> Okay, so Bill the Pony actually no, plays no, a pretty... No. So they have a pony named Bill. <laughs> <laughs> he plays a pretty large part in the books. Oh, I'm sure. A uh, pony-sized part. And in the movie, uh, when they get to Moria, Sam's just like, go on, Bill. You were a good pony. That's all we get a Bill. Saddle on up, Bill. Meanwhile, uh, <laughs> uh, Tom Bombadil is like, oh, Bill got at least some screen time. Did Tom Bombadil play the... Tom Bombadil played the pony. Yes! Bill, yes. No. Tom Bombadil is not a person. Jeff? What? Jeff, you're fired. He would disagree. (laughs) He's a spirit of the forest. The words penetrate Frodo's mind, and he struggles to recognize them. His eyes are open, but glazed and unseeing. The ring for the master... For Sauron. Don't let them make you one of them, Mr. Frodo. And Sam's tears begin to flow. He bends down and takes Frodo in his arms. This, more than any words or devices, brings Frodo to himself again. He blinks. At first, he is cold and limp, but gradually, oh God, he begins to cry, and finally, he clutches hold of Sam and their tears mingle. Is it you, Sam? Is it really you? Not another trick? No, Master. It's your Sam. I've been on a terrible journey. They've broken something inside me. Sam, that'll never be mended. Frodo falls limp again in Sam's arms and swoons away. Sam strokes his brow and pulls out his water bottle. He puts it to Frodo's lips. He comes to and drinks a little then falls asleep, this time more peacefully, lying in Sam's arms. Sam looks nervously at the door and manages to get hold of Sting in his free hand. Exterior, outer walls of Minas Tirith, day gloom. The forces of Minas Tirith have retreated inside the city, and once more it is laid under siege. The gates are closed and the breach in the outer wall has been rebuilt. How? The battering ram has been incorporated and faces outward defiantly. The orcs are dragging up engines of war, rams, huge catapults, scaling ladders. One catapult shoots orcs over the walls, 
bat-like wings breaking their fall. Cool. Another catapult uses the heads of dead men and orcs as ammunition, terrorizing the populace. Aomir and the surviving riders patrol between the walls, galloping up and down, destroying orcs that manage to scale the outer wall or arrive on kite wings. On the outer wall, the archers pour arrows into the, into the wave upon wave of orcs that sweep up to the walls. The soldiers of Minas Tirith are firmer and steadier now, fighting with greater discipline and tenacity. Dominating the outer wall is the regal figure of Aragorn, now resplendent in the red and silver cloak of the king. On his head is the gold crown of Gondor, in his hand the sword, reforged. He stands alone. Engaged in combat with a horde of orcs that have scaled onto a section of the wall. Further along the wall, Gandalf surveys the Pelennor fields as the never-ending orc hordes march down from the gates of Mordor. At his side are Merry and Pippin. They are watching Aragorn with open admiration. Who would have thought that our nice old ranger would turn out to be a king? The Dark Lord himself would tremble if he could see him now. Gandalf looks down sharply at Merry and Pippin, and then he follows their gaze to the mighty Aragorn. Hmm. If Sauron could see the mighty Aragorn, he would surely believe he bore the Ring of Power. Now he addresses the hobbits. A trick to gain time for Frodo, if time is what he needs. To win by arms is far beyond our power. Soliloquizing. Power! Sauron weighs all things to a nicety in the scales of his malice, but the only measure he knows is desire. Desire for power. We shall be the bait. Let folly be our cloak. Interior Torture Chamber. Day Gloom. Supported by Sam, Frodo is getting dressed in the clothes which belong to the dead orc, who lies naked on the floor. Frodo is still very pale and shaky. Are you feeling more yourself now, Master? Well, I'm not feeling like someone else anymore. Out of habit, his hand drifts to his chest. He feels for the ring. It is gone. A deep, agonized moan escapes him. They've taken everything, Sam. Everything. Oh. Not everything, Master Frodo. I... I took that particular thing and kept it safe. It's round my neck now, and a terrible burden it is. I forgot to turn the script back on. Sorry, everybody. Fuck. Frodo looks up, unable to believe his ears. You've got it. You've got it here? Sam nods and fumbles with his tunic, pulling out the ring. Frodo's face lights up with joy, but when he sees the ring, his expression changes to one of lust and avarice. Give it to me, you thief! It's mine! He snatches the ring and clasps it against his chest. All right, master, but be careful. It's got very powerful in here and heavy to bear. For a moment, they face each other belligerently. Then Frodo recovers and embraces Sam. Oh, Sam, what have I said? Forgive me. 
I understand. It's all right, Master. We have to get out of here. And I think that little fellow is our only hope. Exterior. The gates of Minas Tirith. Day gloom. Oh, wait. Whoa, one more. He points sheepishly. He points sheepishly at the ring, which is back on Frodo's neck. Frodo looks up at Sam and nods agreement. Exterior. The gates of Minas Tirith. Day gloom. Fucking amateur hour over here. The gloom. The gloom. The gates are open, and from them comes a magnificent spectacle. Aragorn, king of Gondor, strides forth, his sword held high, his head bearing the crown, his armor shimmering. By his side is his queen, Eowyn, her golden hair flowing, silver armor following the contours of her body and breasts. Because ladies gotta have booby armor. Titties. Booby armor. Then come Gimli, Legolas, Gandalf, Merry, and Pippin, all in fine regalia, followed by the greatest warriors of Gondor, and also tree elves, dwarves, and the risen dead. They bear the white banner of Elendil with the blood-blossomed tree flaming from it. Flanking them and driving a path through the enemy is Eomir and the riders of Rohad. Their flags fly proudly too. A small brass band brings up the rear and it strikes up a brave tune, making as much noise as it can. The gates close behind the chosen party. Cheers ring from the battlements. In front, the orcs are building up and challenging Aragorn's advance. Eomir and his riders circle the group, galloping round and around, creating a protective ring. A mobile no-man's land. The strange and beautiful group advances through the Sea of Orcs, walking straight for Mordor. Interior, torture chamber, day gloom. Sam and Frodo stand poised behind the door of the cell. Frodo is dressed in an assortment of clothes, some from the Orc, some from Sam. He has Sting now, and Sam has the curved short sword belonging to the Orc. Footsteps and the drawing of bolts are heard. Sam glances back at the stone slab on which they have arranged the dead orc, not looking much like Frodo. The door opens and two orcs enter. They tower over the hobbits. Sam and Frodo swing their swords and crack them across the shins. The orcs double up, and as they do, the hobbits dash out of the door. They close it and bolt it. Interior, the tower, day gloom. They creep out of the archway onto the ramp of the open well of the tower. They start to work their way down, keeping the, keeping to the inside shadows, but are quickly spotted. Orcs on the ramp on the far side give chase, running round and down. Stealth no longer being a virtue, the hobbits scamper down. Hundreds of orcs on the floor of the tower look up excitedly, and some start up the ramp. The hobbits are trapped. Their pursuers close up from behind. Quick! The ring! Frodo fumbles for it and loses his footing doing so. He slips off the ramp, but clings to the edge, then looses his grip. He slides down onto a stalactite, which hangs from the underside of the ramp. He hugs it. The stalactite is slimy and transparent. What? Transparent. Oh, it's the invisible stalactite. Is it an icicle? 
<laughs> Sam leans over the ramp, attempting to grasp Frodo. The orcs lean out from the tier of the ramp below, waiting to catch Frodo when he falls. His hands, clasping the stalagmite, attempt to slip on the ring, but each attempt weakens the grip, and Frodo slides further down. Frodo can see his hands distorted and enlarged through the transparent stalactite. The ring looks enormous. Master! Master, put it on! Frodo attempts to slip on the ring, but he slowly slides down, his hands clawing into the slimy, smooth rock. Finally, he falls. He is caught by the orcs below. They hoist Frodo above their heads in triumph and run down the ramp to the open floor. Sam, clutching to save Frodo, loses his balance and falls. Exterior, the gates of Mordor, day gloom. The band surges into a climactic fanfare. A signal from Gandalf's staff brings the music to a sudden and unexpected stop. <laughs> you should do it and then read the next line. Uh, I lost my spot, though. Unexpected stop. There it is. A deadly silence ensues. Oh, yeah. Only the gloom is heard above, tumbling and churning like soft thunder. The chosen group stands at an arrow's pitch from the enormous gates of Mordor, shaped like open jaws. An endless wall winds away to the horizon in either direction. All around the chosen, orcs stand waiting, silent. Between the gates and the group is an empty space. Aragorn stands a few paces in front of the others, his armor gleaming. He holds the sword's handle with his two hands at the height of his chin, while the point of the blade rests on the ground at his feet. Above him ripples the great banner of the tree in blossom. Gandalf walks to Aragorn's side and breaks his silence. His, vo his voice booms out towards the gates. The king of Gondor has returned! King Aragorn, heir of Elendil, Aragorn the Arrogant, demands that Sauron come forth and atone for his evils. Silence reigns. Then the gates hinge open without a sound. Noiselessly, two hideous black horses with flames burning in the sockets of their eyes and nostrils draw out a black chariot, upon which is the great emblem of the evil eye. The companions hold their weapons ready. The chariot draws closer and comes to a halt at ten paces from Gandalf. A figure descends from the chariot. A gasp of disbelief goes up. The figure is the spitting image of Gandalf. His cloak is white, but it shimmers with threads of many colors. A cobra is coiled around his staff. Like him yet. Unlike him. Gandalf and the figure are face to face, glaring into each other's eyes. The figure's voice is low and melodious, its sound an enchantment. Who's gonna be this? I'll be Saruman. Who, yeah, we'll go back and forth, yeah. <clears throat> I am the mouth of Sauron. Saruman! Don't you. What? Mm -mm. It is written that way. 
Saruman, don't you remembering your name? (laughs) (laughs) Is such the power of the Dark Lord over you? We meet again, Saruman, of many colors. Of many colors and many powers. As he talks, Saruman sways his staff hypnotically. The cobra rears, ready to strike. All eyes are fixed upon the snake. It seems as though it will strike at Gandalf. But instead, it strikes Saruman, sinking its fangs into his leg under the cloak. The snake falls to the ground, writhing in the dust, and in a convulsive spasm, it dies. Saruman laughs. Gandalf points at the snake. (laughs) Saruman, I am the snake about to strike. I am the staff that crushes the snake. I am the fire that burns the staff to ashes. I am the cloudburst that quenches the fire. I am the well that traps the waters. For a second, Saruman hesitates, unable to continue the contest. I am just words, old fool. But words are a part of everything as water, seeds, and blood. Saruman, I say to you, the king has returned. It takes more to make a king than armor and elvish polish and a rabble such as this. Aragorn has remained aloof throughout. At Saruman's words, he pivots slightly, his great sword sending a blinding glint into Saruman's eyes. Saruman squints and averts his face. Aragorn, the king wields a power which Sauron has lost and has not found. I, I, I spit on your ring bearer. He spits towards Aragorn. The hunchback, Wormtongue, jumps out of the chariot laughing vindictively. (laughs) He bears an effigy dressed in Frodo's clothes. Its base is a spiked pole which he thrusts into the ground. The Chosen are aghast. They cry out, unable to conceal their anguish. Silence! Nobody moves or talks. Saruman points gloatingly at the effigy. I see he was dear to you. Was his errand one that you hoped would not fail? Saruman laughs. (laughs) Oh, hold on. (laughs) Gandalf feigns sincerity. Frodo is dead, our little spy in the vast and terrible land of Mordor. That little brat from the rat hole of the Shire. Saruman begins to stutter and cannot continue. Interior, the tower. Day gloom. A teeming throng of orcs is turned toward a central point where Frodo should be, but is not. Instead, the center is like a nest of angry serpents. The orcs smash against each other, tear, rent, and scratch. A howling holocaust of misery. To one side, under the ramp, stalagmites jut upward. Orcs that have fallen from the ramp are impaled on their angry points. Sam is impaled on one of them as a result of his fall, but surprisingly, his eyes open slowly and a grin comes on his face. He looks across it. He looks across at the orcs. He did it. He put it on. Sam slides down from the stalagmite revealing that its point has been truncated. He has been balancing on the flat edge as though the missing point had pierced him. Sam stalks between the stalagmites and the rotting bodies of orcs. 
He moves into the throng, crawling between the legs of the orcs. Exterior, the gates of Mordor, day gloom. Saruman trembles and struggles to conceal his loss of power. His jaw is slack and strangled sounds come from his mouth as he tries to speak. He turns slowly and looks back in the direction of the tower. Gandalf and Aragorn exchange looks. Dare we hope? Interior, the tower, day gloom. Sam fights his way through the center of the maelstrom of orcs. Feeling a terrible dread, he looks up. The light floods down from above and it is resolving into the shape of the eye. Frodo, take it off, master! Frodo appears at Sam's side. His face is twisted in agony. His fingers claw his own flesh. Immediately, he collapses into Sam's arms. As soon as the ring is taken off, the orcs calm down and they spot the two hobbits, even though Sam has desperately tried to drag Frodo away. The orcs approach them, a little wary. Sam takes the ring and swings it round on the long chain, trying to create a circle of... Inviolability? In, 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 like, yeah. I have no idea what that word means. Trying to create a circle of... Inviolability. In, in, That's it, yeah. Uh, a circle that you cannot violate. Well, yeah. I, impenetrable works, but that, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the orcs shun it, feeling pain when they get too close, but they press in. Pushed from the back, anger rising, like sharks building up courage to strike. Sam looks down anxiously at Frodo, who begins to stir back into life. The eye gets brighter. The orcs scream and charge. Sam slips on the ring. The orcs close at hand go crashing into each other and are thrown into spasms. The raging confusion begins again. Frodo is held by the invisible Sam. The violent chaos spreads through the tower. The light burns brighter. In exterior, the gates of Mordor, day gloom. Saruman makes a supreme effort to recover from the spasm that has betrayed him. He attempts to speak. Sauron! Again, the words catch in his throat. His arm works convulsively, and he sinks to his knees like a man suffering from a stroke. The companions cheer. Uh, they start to surge forward, brandishing their weapons. Gandalf, however, watches Sauron acutely and signals they, they, they should hold back. They're getting to the end of the script, and they're just going, they're like tacking it fuck out. Fucking uh, rememberability. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking Saruman and Gandalf have a rap battle. <laughs> <laughs> but Legolas and Gimli dart forward and snatch the effigy of Frodo from under the noses of Saruman's guards. They hold it up high and run back to their own ranks. Great cheers greet it, and a chant starts up. Frodo lives! Frodo lives! Frodo! Oh. Only two! <laughs> I, I thought there would be more. Move, John! We got shit to do! <laughs> Interior of the tower, day gloom. Frodo is recovered and warding off orcs with sting. The confusion is even greater. 
the light from the from above fades, then intensifies, then fades again. Sam reappears, pulling off the ring. He swings the ring around, attempting to drive off the orcs, but Frodo snatches it wildly from him. Their own struggle with the ring whips the orcs into greater frenzy and confusion. Together, they make a way through the massed orcs. Frodo slips on the ring for a moment, then Sam, then Frodo. The light of the eye suddenly reappears with burning intensity. Its force seems to calm the orcs. They gradually become frozen and look up at the eye as though awaiting instructions. Frodo is struck down by the force exerted by the eye. He falls to the ground. Sam shakes with fear. They crawl painfully towards the wall and the opening in it. It's burning me. I'm melting inside. The door. Not far now, master. The light grows even stronger, bleaching everything into a white translucency. Frodo wraps his arms around his head. Sam holds his knees tightly against his eye sockets. His body rolled into a ball. Blindly, they stagger and roll and finally crash into the wall as they grope for the door. The orcs are all perfectly still now, looking upwards into the searing eye. Suddenly, there is a great roar from the orcs. They burst the ac- into activity. Exterior, the gates of Mordor. Day gloom. Saruman rises up, his power recovered. The mouth of Sauron opens. It is a signal. The great chariot bearing Saruman splits into two parts as the horses drawing it gallop in opposite directions. Whoa! The canopy behind Saruman, with the insignia of the eye, tears apart. <sighs> a company of horses revealed. Great black horses, masked and blind against the light. Huge Uruk warriors are mounted on them, bearing barbed lances. Behind them come a band of giant men, also blind, bearing spiked clubs. What? Who gave them those? (laughs) These creatures wear harnesses and are driven by orcs with whips. They swing their clubs in great arcs as they lumber forward. Hundreds of orcs Vomit out of the jaws of Mordor in their wake. Fade out. That seemed like a really dramatic place to leave off. That's what do you that's, think? That's a fucking tough spot for us to quit. I'm finally like I'm really into. The, he's like, yeah. He's right like, now. what's gonna be next? Ah! I'm stoked. Uh, well, I'll leave this for the for the end cap, but like. I'm, I'm stoked about how they were able to actually handle like such a large cast. This is a 77? 70? 1970. Yeah. 70. So what cast? We, the 12 Angry Men and like maybe Ocean's Eleven at the time the, yeah. like that handled like a big cast like that, but they were all in one spot. Yeah. This is like, this is today shit. Over time and yeah. space and like, yeah. This is good. This is, this is ahead of its time. I know it's... Well, I mean, you had things like um, the the Ten Commandments that had a huge cast, big scope. Yeah, but but were they like were there? I don't remember there being like a lot of sub stories going. Also, on Also, remember there. they didn't handle this big cast 
because this did not get made. Yeah, but the, the, their their mind was going that way. Like this is like some Avengers level. Like this is happening here. This is happening here. Yeah, but, but all of it matters. Rather than give them props for it, you could think these people did not understand that mo- movies cost money. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I wonder how many like oh, is, if we dug up scripts, how many were like written ahead how, of its time. How do you like, think you make horses with flames in their eye sockets in 1970? Sure. No, I mean like <laughs> you just light horses on fire, right? right, right. And then, from the inside, and then smoke a cigarette after. Yeah. <laughs> so we only have 15 pages left in the script. Actually, less than that because the last page is nothing. so that means lots of yucks. So yeah. we're, we're getting this done on episode 11. Which is important because... Because it's the number of the Fellowship of the Ring. My God. We planned this, everyone. Every yuck was carefully <laughs> orchestrated by Sean McBee. Y- yuckestrated. <laughs> yuckestrated. It is all part of my great plan. Sean Stradamus strikes again. I fucking love the echo effect. Yeah, it's Anytime really I can use it. It's really fun. Everybody, give me a second. Sean's production in this one fucking episode for all of the, for, for this line of dialogue was incredible. It was awesome. The music he cue was, swaps. He was a badass producer. Keeping him going, that was fucking and sick. He, and he was also, yeah, swapping the music. like. But I was, forgot to turn the script on on the video. Shut up. Fuck the script. <laughs> Fuck the script. <laughs> of course. If people go to TableReadsPodcast.com, they can just download it and read along with us. They don't need it to be on the screen Perfect. during the podcast. That's right. Have it scrolling on your on your smart device while you're driving and just read it. Read this like, shit. You don't yeah. need to drive. If you don't drive like a, a little Tesla, karaoke I don't screen. want you here. <laughs> In fact, that's what we're going to do. We're going to re-release every episode as a, a, a karaoke Thing. <laughs> we'll have a little bouncing ball for every line of dialogue. It's gonna be great, guys. Everybody will look wanna. forward to that. I thought we were gonna. As soon with- as we have ten thousand Patreon subscribers, we're doing that. At any level, I think Jeff just had a stroke. <laughs> I thought we were gonna get like a Tesla sponsorship where we're where we're, we are automatically programmed into all smart cars so you can like relax while your car is driving you to work and just read a script fuck yeah let's do that all right elon on twitter i'm sure elon follows us why wouldn't he seriously yeah so he'll hear this it'll be fine we smoke weed elongated muskrat hey josh tell people where to find you on the internet me at joshuajbaker.com send me a message i'll make you a video and where can they go to see those videos could it be vimeo.com slash Mr. Joshua J. Baker? I don't know why I'm reading it. <laughs> because so used to reading most people still listen to podcasts rather than watching our videos oh, of them true. on YouTube, which if you want the link for that, just uh, go to Linktree. If you want to know where to find me, slash table reads. I have to read my own name. <laughs> oh, you and you were reading it off the screen. Read like, you reading you can find the me at... Joshua J. Baker. Baker. <laughs> B-A-K-E-R. So um, go to Linktree slash Table Reads. Of course, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E because they have to be difficult about shit. Linktree slash Table Reads. You can find our links for any podcast host that you 
prefer, whether it's Stitcher or uh, I, I, Spotify, iTunes, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google, Stitcher. We're on literally all of them. I don't think there's a single podcast platform we're not on because we rock like that. So go hit those. Um, we are on YouTube if you're not watching this video. Um, you're, you're missing out. We make good faces. He's not wrong. So, and last time I danced like Beyonce. That's like, true. You're missing shit. You missed That's this. That's true. You, you'll see. You'll see his face when he turns around to look at his computer to make sure that everything is running smoothly. Yeah, I, I gotta find a better position. <laughs> you can just put a mirror right over. Um. Anyway, so do that. Like and subscribe on whatever platform you're watching on, and we will see you next week. This podcast was created by Sean McBee. For more, visit TableReadsPodcast.com. Cut to black.